You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. The Cincinnati Bengals have clinched the AFC North in dramatic walk-off fashion over the previous number one seed in the AFC, the Kansas City <laughs> Chiefs, doing so on the backs of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and a defense that gave up three points in the second half, but Joe Burrow and Jamar chase to me is where this story starts. Joe Burrow following up his fantastic performance against the Baltimore Ravens by doing it against a defense that I called the best defense that they faced this year. And there is some casino gambling going on with Steve Spagnuolo's defense. He tried to blitz Joe Burrow out of this game, but he finishes 30 for 39, 446, and four touchdowns. Nearly 1,000 yards in two weeks for Joe Burrow. Eight touchdowns, completing a preposterous percentage of his passes in route to a historic season, setting some Bengals records today and getting the Bengals into the playoffs against what I thought was the best team in the AFC. Yeah. Wow. What a, uh, what a game it went like we expected, I think uh, of the shootout variety, you know, maybe we didn't predict the defense uh, would hold the chiefs to just three points, but uh, afterwards, Zach Taylor said, that's why we drafted him when asked about Jamar chase <laughs> and uh, boy, Oh boy. Um, look, it, it's cold out there. I was on the field with no jacket on for about 15 minutes after the news conferences, uh, but there's nothing colder than the takes about the Bengals taking chase and it being a bad pick than after that, because uh, no one else could have done what he, I mean, 266 yards, 11 receptions, the third and 27 is insane. The, the touchdown to ignite the Bengals when it feels like they're out of it. I mean, I could cold take a bunch of people that are like, Oh man, this, this Bengals team, we were naive. We were stupid to think that they could compete with the chiefs. And Oh my God, when it was 14, nothing. And it felt bad, but like, these dudes are just different. Joe Burrow is different. Two, two uh, Bengals records, like you mentioned, most passing yards in a season breaks Andy Dalton's record. Most passing touchdowns in a season breaks Andy Dalton's record. He's up to 34 on the year, and he does it in 16 games, so it's not like it's the extra game that gives him the advantage. But, Jake, I, I thought about it uh, when I was walking up here to the press box to, to start recording this. Is It's like – we do a daily Bengals podcast, which means we're talking to Bengals fans every day. And a lot of you are diehard fans that listen even when they suck uh, or listen to hear us talk about insert whatever draft prospect over the past couple of years. Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, it's been a couple good years, but you get our point. And, uh, and so savor this, enjoy it, because you deserve every damn second of it. I know there's some videos of Jamar Chase or in, in Joe Burrow and Joe Mixon with cigars. I hope you have a cigar or a built bar or uh, a, an alcoholic beverage or whatever the hell you do to celebrate. Do that tonight because, man, AFC North champs for the first time since 2015. For the first time in the history of Locked on Bengals, the Bengals are going to the playoffs, Jake. It's a great feeling. 
And I'm ready to say Joey B MVP after <laughs> after today, man. Like you do this against the Chiefs. Last week I was like, I don't know if we'll get the counting stats. He needs to go out and have a massive game against the Chiefs. And there's a real question that we'll talk about later this week about whether he'll even play next week against the Browns. Certainly playoff seating at stake. Zach Taylor calling it a big game, wanting to just beat the Browns. We'll talk about that later. But doing this against the Chiefs today, against Mahomes, against this defense that has been nails on this winning streak for Kansas City, I don't know how you can how you could overstate what Joe Burrow did today. And Jamar Chase, we, we got to talk Jamar Chase. Right, Jamar Chase, 266 yards, which is a franchise record. I believe it's a franchise record. It's remember on draft night, he said, I'm gonna break all of their records. And it was it was cocky as hell. I'm gonna be it was. It was like holy sh he said that. <laughs> well, he he did, and he has, and he continues to. He's got 13 touchdowns, the most by a rookie since Randy Moss, and uh or rookie receiver, at least receiving touchdowns. And then the 266 yards, just insane, video game-like. And a lot of you couldn't even do that on All-Pro and Madden, but Jamar Chase is doing it in real life. 14-29, 1,429 receiving yards for Jamar Chase. In a 16-game season, that puts him at third in Bengals history, behind two Chad Johnson seasons, ahead of A.J. Green's best receiving yard season, which was at age 25 in 2013. His 13 touchdowns, James, tied for Tyler Eifert with second for second in Bengals franchise history behind Carl Pickens, 17 receiving touchdowns in 1995. That's maybe going to be the toughest one for Jamar Chase to break. But the fact that he's doing this at 21 years old is just absolutely stupid. Uh, real quick, want to just mention uh, last week I mentioned T. Higgins might be the best receiver on the Bengals uh, at the moment. Jamar Chase might have heard me. He, he's answered that call. Jamar Chase, uh, <laughs> certainly, I think, the best receiver on the Bengals currently. But I just want to go back in time real quick and really quickly say that the point of that was just to say how well T. Higgins is playing. He's playing at a very high level. They've got Jamar on the other side and Jamar Chase. I mean, Moss and dudes today, James, taking taking the ball 70 yards after the catch. I mean, the guy showed why he was the number five pick. He is that guy. And with Joe Burrow, also that guy, a quarterback, the, the future is so, so bright for this group in Cincinnati. They're freaks. They're freaks. Like, that, guys don't do this. Like, Carson Palmer – did it in year three after waiting a year and sitting on the bench and then growing pains as a second-year player and then the third year. Quarterbacks usually need aid. They need help. Burrow got hit a ton today, all right? And, and part of that was by, by design and what Kansas City was trying to do. But he, he's just so damn smart, so gifted with that, um, with that ability. And, uh, and Jamar Chase is cut from that same cloth. They're different but they're the same and they're the same with the mentality aspect of it. Oh, we're going to go there and we're going to win. And it's, it's wild to think. I mean, I just watched a video of them doing the get the gap that I saw at LSU. They're bringing the LSU culture here. And uh, another part of this, and we're, we're not going to be able to hit on everything. We're just not one show, but Zach Taylor deserves a ton of credit. Uh, he got choked up when asked what it meant to him. 
and uh, he's obviously been on the, our podcast a bunch. I, happy for him. I'm really happy for him because I've ripped him as much as anybody, and I think a lot of it was deserved when I did it. I think I'm fair. I'm also happy for him now because it's uh, ten and six, division title, playoff appearance, and I think he's done a hell of a job with Burrow and getting Burrow to this point. They knew what they had when they drafted him, and they've uh, they've got him in this super sane second year superhero quarterback mode where his nameplate gets ripped off and he plays even better. I don't know what the heck is going on, but man, he's uh, he's balling. The Bengals currently. As we're recording this, the the Chargers and some other teams still playing, but the the Titans won. So the Titans are currently sitting in that number one seed. The Chiefs have one more win. So the Chiefs are at the two seed. seed. However, the Bengals currently at the three seed with the one seed in play. If the Bengals win next week and both the Titans and the Chiefs lose, and they're playing the Texans and the Broncos, so long shot. But if those teams lose, especially the the Texans, yeah the Bengals do have the number one seed in play and and that could be at stake next week. We'll talk about those scenarios a little bit more later this week when we discuss the decision to start or not start starters in, in week 18 coming up next. So much more to talk about in this game, James, as you said, we're not going to get to all of it, but we're going to cover as much as we can and we'll keep it up coming up next. I think Joe Burrow's playing so damn well. Cause he's on that built bar playing. I think that that leg, that that right knee that's ailing him and was ailing him a little bit after the game, I think it's going to heal up and be nice and good for week 18 against the Cleveland Browns if the Bengals decide to play them. And if you don't know what Bilt Bars are, Bilt Bars are the number one protein bar on the planet. And it's a new year, but it can also be a new you with some simple steps. The first one, get the number one protein bar on the planet. They're covered in 100% chocolate, low calories, low sugar high protein so they taste great they have the right macros covered in chocolate everybody likes chocolate i know i like chocolate you got to get your hands on these so check them out right now built.com and you're going to get 15 percent off your order with promo code locked 15. don't delay don't hesitate joe burrow didn't and look he's i'm just i, I don't actually know that burrow's eating built bars i will prefer I, I guess that's the little thing at the end of the ad that i'll say but he probably is with the way he's balling that being said, I have one each and every day. I love them. You should try them right now at built.com. Again, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off. What a game, James. At 14-0, <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking like, man, we're going to be talking about not going for it on fourth down and inches from their own 30 and how he did it early in the year and it didn't work. And so now he's punting. And we're going to be talking about how the Chiefs punted twice and the Bengals punted the ball back to them. And we're going to have to talk about these dropped interceptions that led to touchdowns for the Chiefs. But instead, the Bengals overcame all that. And that's in large part because the Chiefs had three drives in the second half. And each of those three drives in the second half ended with kicks, two punts and a short field goal. And the the fortitude of will is how I'm describing this of Lou Anarumo to call a no disguise zero pressure against Patrick <laughs> Mahomes on third and five in the red zone is either ballsy or stupid. And it worked. So it's ballsy. I, I think that I, I think Tony Romo was speculating about this on the broadcast. 
Mahomes wasn't convinced they were going to come is what Romo speculated. He's like, they're not going to zero blitz me. You don't blitz Patrick Mahomes. It doesn't work. And it worked. (laughs) And, and Lou Anarumo for all the issues of the first half going single high, I think more than they should have getting beat for big plays when they did go single high. I mean, look at, look at what Travis Kelsey and Tyree kill finished with these guys that we were worried about all week this week, James leading into this game. They hardly did anything. And Mahomes had his, but almost threw two picks and was bottled up in the second half. And they didn't get a sack. Trey Hendrickson's sack streak unfortunately ends, but was influential in getting the Bengals off the field in those second half drives. And I thought he had a really nice game. Yeah, this defense came up huge. And, you know, game script, like, that's the thing is – they weren't going to get eight stops against Mahomes, but if he only touches the ball three times in the second half, can you stop him two of the times? And then the field goal, forcing the field goal, felt like a big stop, right? Because once they took the lead, it was like, okay, well, if they go get a touchdown, you're going to have to get a, you end all of that if you just hold him to a field goal, because then anything wins. Uh, in it, look, it it went exactly how at halftime. They needed it to go offensively and defensively. They get the score to Jamar Chase. The defense gets the stop. And, yeah, the Bengals didn't follow that up right away with a score, but it felt like a game. And it didn't feel like it was this behind the chains, behind the scoreboard. They have to chase it as much. And in the first half, they were chasing it a little bit because they got down and they got in that hole. And – uh, before the game, I said that it was going to be a lot like Bengals Colts 05, November 20th here, uh, 2005 at Paul Brown Stadium. In the first half, felt like that. The second half did not. And that that is credit to Luana Rumo uh, for making the adjustments. And then this defense uh, for making big plays when they needed to. And you're right, Trey Hendrickson, I noticed him a lot. And the sack streak ends, but he's uh, such a huge part of what they do. And uh, they were able to get some heat when needed, at least a, enough to, to disrupt things. And, and again, when you limit the possessions, that's the key. You only touched the ball three times, so they did a great job. And a lot of that is the incredible last drive taking six minutes. But when the Bengals had the ball in the second half, the first drive, they score right away. Three plays, a minute, minute and a half because they get a – well – I couldn't tell. I haven't gone back to watch the play again. I couldn't tell if the the Chiefs tried to run back the trap coverage of Joe Burrow through to CJ Uzama on the out route in the first half where there's a go that they just let go behind it. They're asking a middle-of-the-field safety to get all the way over there. I couldn't tell if it was the same idea or if it was just a blown coverage from Daniel Sorensen who's really easy to blame for being a bad player. But I, I can't tell what happened there. They get the quick touchdown. Then their next drives to finish the game 10 plays, 31 yards, five minutes off the clock. Eight plays, 86 yards, four and a half minutes off the clock. And then 15 plays, 74 yards, penalty aided if you want to go that way. They they got calls to help extend the the drive at the end of the game, and they managed it well. Six minutes, end of game. So I think that there was something of a deliberate plan, it seemed like, from, from Zach Taylor and his coaching staff to try to shorten the game and at the time, I thought that was a pretty bold strategy. But it worked out because the defense got the stops. And and yep. in doing so, and having a perfect six-minute drive, because if you're Kansas City, you kick a field goal with six minutes left in the game, you're like, I'm getting the ball back. I'll have a chance to at least go to overtime here, if mm-hmm. not go, go win it outright. Instead, the Bengals ran 
How many plays did they run? Fif- One, fifteen two, three. plays. Yeah, 15. but four, five, six, seven, eight plays. Seven plays before the field goal from the one or two yard line. Yeah, incredible, incredible. It's it is, and I didn't love that whole scenario there. Like, there's a lot that was going on, uh, and, and we can break it down. This is a, a happy place because they win, but um, no, like to me, like. Do I love the call there? Like some of the calls, do, do you go for it on fourth down? Maybe. And I get it. I understand why they did. And I probably would have too, but man, there's a lot that, uh, that you're questioning, I think, um, doing that, but it worked out perfectly because they're able to get the first down inside the one. It's a chip shot, uh, for Mr. Money, Money Mac, Evan McPherson, and you know, the rest is history, but yeah, there was, uh, I think there was plenty of uneasiness. Uh, were you uneasy? I know the people in the stadium were uneasy watching uh, watching them on the half-yard line get another inch on a quarterback sneak and then get another inch on the run to Joe Mixon but uh, still be outside of the goal line. My heart rate was elevated. I, uh, I was head in my hands a couple times just trying to work out what was going on, trying to process what was going on. I mean, me, me personally – you know, pe- people that listen to this show know that I'm, I'm still a, I'm a fan of the team. I'm not a journalist. Right. And so I try to remain objective and, and try to remain in reality as much as possible. It's one of the things that I like about what we do, James. This is one of the reasons that I love our show and I love our listeners because they like to live in reality too. But, uh, after the game, I was, I was like, I, I got to talk, man. I got to remember how to speak words that are coherent and, and make sense <laughs> and do a podcast coming up here, man. And it took me a while before I, before I was able to talk again, I had some friends text me congratulations. Like, Hey man, I'll, I'll have to check with you later. I can't think right now. And, uh, so, so going back to what you said in the first segment of the show, James, for, for Bengals fans to enjoy it. I, I hope you are. Cause, uh, cause I am, it's a lot of fun for fans and to cover. Because now we get to talk playoff football and a huge one against the Kansas City Chiefs, which I don't know if we said this. Well, I guess we said it a little bit at the beginning. Like they've beaten the best. They they beat the best that the AFC has to offer. They haven't played the Bills. They haven't played the Titans. But the Chiefs, for my money, were the best team in the AFC coming into this week. Mm-hmm. The Bengals just just handled it. And yep. the the most impressive thing to me is how this offense keeps ticking. Like. This offense might just be here now. This this might be it. And if you get Joe Burrow an offensive line that's not going to get a hit, get him hit twenty five times a game, the the ceiling for for this group of skill players is the sky or or, or the moon or something really far away. Yeah, you're right. It's it's extremely extremely high. And and so that's the part of it is what does this win mean, right? In 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 the grand scheme, because it could mean. A lot. And I think that's what we, you want to go there? We could go there next. I don't want to get too much into it because I have to tell you about Get Upside because right now, Get Upside is the number one app, an incredible app that everyone who buys gas, I buy gas, Jake buys gas, you probably buy gas, you fill up your car probably weekly, every other week. You need to know about Get Upside because our listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time you fill up. All you got to do is download. The Get Upside app. It's free in the App Store, free in Google Play right now. And you can use promo code TOUCHDOWN and get a bonus 25 cents off per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. You don't got to pay full price at the pump anymore. You could start saving that money 
use it to buy some built bars at the, the get upside app it's that simple app store if you have an apple uh, you know an iphone or google play if you have an android and again make sure you use that promo code touchdown to get that 25 cent bonus on that first fill up you could cash out anytime to your bank account to paypal an e-gift card amazon other brands as well so again get upside uh, get get upside the free app that's going to save you every time you fill up and make sure you use promo code touchdown james what does this game mean you you you, you want to yeah. go there what does this game mean why don't you go first i think one i th- they are ahead of schedule now like it's it's officially official. I, I wasn't sure. And it was this roller coaster of a season where they would win a couple and lose a couple. And it's like, oh, well, are, if they're nine and eight and they're, they're not going to the playoffs, they're probably not ahead of schedule. It's just probably because they have a good quarterback. They have some talent. That's about right. Well, no, they're ahead of schedule because they did beat the best. They beat the favorite in the AFC. They, they beat the team that I think is still um, – Probably going to get the one seed. We'll see. I don't know. I have to see the tiebreakers and how it works and all that stuff. But I think they're going to beat Denver next week, the the Chiefs. Um, But, yeah, so when you do that, and I'm not saying they don't have their weaknesses. They do, right? Still questions about the coaching staff. I think that's fair. Certainly questions about the offensive line. I think that's fair. Um, But if you beat the best this time of year, I think it's fair to say, oh, well, can you win a playoff game? I think so, depending on what the matchup is. Can you go on the road and win another playoff game? A lot of these teams, if if they have Joe Burrow playing the way he's playing in a defense that's able to at, at least slow down these high-end offenses, not stop, you're not going to stop them, but slow them down, you're going to have a shot. <laughs> you're going to have a shot. And the thing that I, I really take away from today, the most, it, it's not just Joe Burrow's not afraid. This team is not afraid because they got some veterans on defense. You got Jamar Chase, who just seems to shine when you need him. T. Higgins made some big plays. Tyler Boyd had the touchdown. So it, it was a variety of guys. It wasn't a big day for Joe Mixon, but obviously you have him. We talked about how multiple they've been. I think they're extremely multiple. They have the defense. They have a quarterback playing at a high level, and they just beat the best. So where is their ceiling this year, right? It might be pretty damn high. And it might shock some people that uh, are probably still going to have their reservations and doubts about this team. I I think I agree. I think that this game against the Kansas City Chiefs, there are some things that went the Bengals' way in this game. And it's, it's, you know, Chiefs fans on Twitter complaining about the officials. I I don't care. You you can't give up 260 yards to, to a rookie and complain about the refs and, you know, they just didn't play well enough to win the game, in my opinion. There are some things that went the Bengals' way. There were some sure. calls that went the Bengals' way. The, the the end of the game, not getting the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, you know, that, that's a break. And the Chiefs did commit some penalties there to, to, to help the Bengals extend the drive. And those were legitimate calls. But there are also things in this game that didn't go the Bengals' way. And the, they, they dropped two picks, right? They couldn't necessarily protect... The whole game, they they got themselves into a third and 27 situation. And then Steve Spagnolo let Jamar Chase get in a one-on-one matchup and 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 they got punished for it. And so for me, it's when you have Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, and, and a solid defense, you you can be a good football team. And and not to forget about the other guys, you know, CJ Uzama, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, all these guys contributed today in, in their own way. 
but but that core of offensive players with a solid defense is really good. Now, you you talked about coaching as a question mark. My my big one, because if you beat Kansas City, it's hard for me to really question coaching too much. I'm sure there's more we can talk about there later this week. But it's the offensive line going forward. And Joe Burrow currently is overcoming it, but he's got a, a pinky. This causing him issues. He he had to take himself out. He aggravated a knee injury from he described the Chargers game is where that started. And he, he's taking too many hits. He he's he's okay. He's making plays, right? But I I think that if I'm worried about a cap on this team, it, it is gonna be the offensive line. And speaking of Quentin Spain in the in the locker room after the game on a scooter, had his knee up on a scooter, wheeling his way around to celebrate. So, I mean, I, I certainly fear the worst there. Some sort of knee structural damage. I don't know. They called it an ankle injury, but he was holding his knee. It looked like his knee got rolled up on. So we'll wait and find out what's going on there. But it's going to be Jackson Carmen and, and Hakeem Adenergy and Isaiah Prince. And uh, th- that was not plan A, let's say. And they're going to need to level up and step up if the Bengals want to make noise in the playoffs because, you know, I love Joe Burrow. I think he's playing the best football of any quarterback in the NFL right now. But at some point, you got to protect the guy because you just can't sustain offense when you're constantly under pressure. Or or maybe Joe Burrow just proves me wrong and he continues to do it and they keep winning games this way. Yeah. No, I in it I think you if you avoid taking that hit, right? And I'm not even going to get into what hit it is. I think everybody with a brain knows what I'm talking about. Then it can happen, but it is a roll of the dice. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the main cap. You know, I, I don't think it's like coaching ahead of offensive line. But if if the Patriots come to, to town in two weeks and play the Bengals, we're going to be talking about coaching a lot. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you, you're going to have to face off against teams like that and, and not only have more talent than them, but Bill Belichick's beaten a ton of teams that have more talent than he he has on his side but, and, uh, and finds a way to do it. But uh, I would say that that people thought the Chiefs coaching staff blows the Bengals coaching staff out of the water. Green Bay's coaching staff blows the Bengals coaching staff out of water. Those are, those were opinions that were had. And, and the Bengals, I mean, you can make criticisms about the Green Bay game probably, but they were in both of those games and they won one of them. It's three-point loss, three-point win, right? Or sure. But, but I, I don't know if like – this game was weird. It was unique. So was the Green Bay game. I'm not, but I'm just saying, like that. Is it Burrow? It's a factor. No, it's I, a factor I, for sure. Yeah, like I think Burrow can go head to head with anybody. I think Jamar Chase is the the best. He's easily the best receiver in the AFC North. So you know we can go past oh, yeah. that. But New England doesn't have a better receiver. Like Buffalo might in Diggs, but you know, like so there there aren't many though. So like that they had these high end players. So what what is going to cost them? And the other thing would be, you know, pass rush if they just can't get heat on opposing quarterbacks and get off the field. So there are other things that we could talk about. But to me, this was a, oh, all right, cover your ears, kids. Oh, shit. They could actually make a run here. Yeah. And and I don't know if I believed that before today because I look at it logically, like you said, and and I I keep it very, you know, we, we do that because you're if you don't you're going to get way too damn high way too low and say something silly that's going to look ridiculous um and you just can't keep you can't keep up with it so to me 
yeah, I, I think that they have a really high ceiling when they can go and win, you know, beat Indy here, or beat this team. Well, they win two or three straight in the playoffs. I don't know. But I, I think that that potential is there. And I don't know if I fully bought into that until today. Here, here are some things that you can really like about this win. Uh, coming off a 41-point, two-game win streak game, they, they have their first three-game win streak of the season. Yep. And they did it yep. against fantastic competition as home underdogs. And you, you take that. You like the attendance. I saw 65,000-ish in Paul Brown Stadium. Sounds like it was 60, a great environment. Yeah, 64-something. I forget off the top. 64-505. If it was 64, the first two numbers, the last three numbers were 505. I remember that. And, and so they've shown that they can string together three, three wins. And one of them, at least one of them, against a really good team. And uh, one other note, as as I'm losing track of things that we maybe should be talking about, uh, the Rams did beat the Ravens today. They barely scraped that one out, man. You want to talk about Joe Burrow's performance last week against the JV squad? How about Matt Stafford throwing two two first-half picks and barely beating a similarly decimated Ravens team 20-19? to I don't think you can take away from from what Joe Burrow's done the last two weeks, man. I mean, like I said, I think he's playing quarterback at the highest level in the NFL right now, especially the last two weeks. I think you can go back six weeks. His last six weeks have been fantastic, and I legitimately think he should be in the MVP conversation. He's he's yeah. processing at an extremely high level. The evasiveness in the pocket was was on display again this week. Hopefully the knee injury doesn't take any of that away here going forward and he he's got that accuracy that's that's and 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 the ability to get the ball where it needs to be on time that just makes him such a great player and is why you hear the young Tom Brady comparisons and I, I think that that's the biggest thing for me, James. That's my biggest takeaway. Is you have Joe Burrow, that that kind of takes the limits off you a little bit. Yeah, and, and we we knew how good he was. Like I never questioned that. I questioned would it be enough to go toe to toe with a team like that? Yeah. And, and win. And especially they overcame multiple 14 point deficits. That's, that's wild to think about, but they did. You know, it was 14, nothing, 21, seven, uh, 28, 14. And it was just, ah, well, we're in it. It's all right. And they, they kicked the field goal. Um, and then go in at half, they, they scored 10 straight. And what, no, it was more than that. it was 17 straight. And those things are possible with Burrow and with his mindset. And, one thing he said after the game, too, and I think fans will enjoy this. I haven't had time to pull the clips or anything. Um, but he said there was no other, like, there was no better place for him from ownership on down. He praised Mike Brown, praised Zach Taylor, uh, said he, Zach Taylor blew him away, essentially. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but the first time they met at the combine, and he knew that this would be an ideal landing spot. So all of that talk two years later, the knee injury, all of that. And now he's smoking cigars in the Bengals locker room in their AFC North champions uh, with the chance to be a top three seed for sure uh, in the AFC. And uh, it may be higher. Maybe it's, you know, the second seed. Maybe it's the one, I guess, if they get a ton of help. But um, it's wild. It's wild to think about that way. And, uh, and it doesn't have to end just because the playoffs are starting. I th- and, and, and for the first time, I think a lot of fans will believe that. And even maybe some national pundits because of number nine. Changes yeah. everything. It really does. Uh, a couple quick shout-outs before we get out of here. James Chidobe Abuzier, fantastic game. I don't remember if I've talked about him yet or not. 
seven targets in this game, gave up just two catches for 24 yards with shadowing uh, uh, Tyreek Hill for a lot of the game, even into the slot, had a fantastic game. Trey Flowers came on, gave up a catch to Travis Kelsey, I believe, but three targets for seven yards for Trey Flowers. He did give up the touchdown, but Trey Flowers, a little bit of a productive day there. And uh, the last thing, speaking of things that Joe Burrow said that I think Bengals fans will like, one of the quotes that stood out to me in his press conference was, he was asked if it means a little bit more because of all the talk about, you know, Joe Burrow should do everything in his power not to go to Cincinnati. And he said, you know, I think it means a little bit more to me because I'm from Ohio and because I know the history of the Bengals and he knows what they've been through. Then he went on to praise Mike Brown, and and maybe that was that was a quote that you were talking about, but that really stood out to me as well. Has that hometown pride, was the right guy for this organization at the right time, and in his second year, has got the Bengals into the playoffs, clinching the AFC North at 10 and 6 in week 17. Plenty more to talk about with this one. We're gonna have a, a film review coming up in a couple of weeks. We're gonna have or a couple of days, sorry, on Tuesday. Yeah, and a couple of weeks. And uh, tomorrow, with some time to process what we've seen, a lot more to talk about in this one. It's the Bengals. We'll look forward to a pressure-free, relatively speaking, Week 18 matchup up in Cleveland. Until next time, Bengals fans, thanks for listening to the Lockdown Bengals podcast this whole way. If you're new to the podcast, hope you stick around. The Bengals won the AFC North. Hootay, and have a good one.